podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is a View from the Bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomoftheGiants.com. Today's Monday, the 10th of September 2018. My name's Patrick Smith. The season has well and truly begun. Two, two wins for the Belfast Giants, four points in the defence of the Challenge Cup and a lot more to talk about besides. Later we'll be talking to the man of the moment, uh, the hat-trick hero from Sunday. That's Darcy Murphy. But first up, Mr. David McJimsey, how are you? Not bad, Paddy. Nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you after what, what has been a nice, successful start to another campaign. Absolutely. And uh, Joel Neal is with us as well. How are you, man? Even Paddy. I'm all good. I've been left alone this week. I was just telling says before we started there, Danny has gone to Germany, so it's just me and the cat trying to stay out of trouble. Off on holiday. She off on holiday again? Never stops, mate. Seriously, I do all the real work around here. Uh, Danny. Uh, Mr. Oh, Kitchen. I'm dead on, gentlemen. All, all good, all good. Yeah, back at it. The uh, if anybody had the chance last week, we put out a bit of a a Peter repeat special. Um, I had the chance to chat with Rob Wilson, Derek Walser, Andrew Werner, and of course the new leading light in their team, especially when it comes to us here in the UK. That is Liam Kirk. A big thanks to everybody who was involved in helping set that up. Um, Tamara Burns and and the Peter repeats and all besides. You can check that out on our. Um, on our feed, you can check it out on kingdomofthegiants.com as well. And uh, I, I thought those interviews were excellent, by the way. Oh, as per normal, they're just the king. Yeah, like, second one. Second <laughs> I, I third. Is that good? The BBC are doing a follow up of their own. Yeah, so I <laughs> So I, said, I hear, I hear, uh, Mr. Bennett's heading out that way to do the first game of the, the first official game of the season. But uh, yeah, no, it was good. It was. I tell you what, it was, it's a nice place. Um, the PMC. It's uh, David. You'd like a big picture of the Queen looking down over the uh, over the ice. God, <laughs> God bless the big Bing. <laughs> but um, one of one of a, a bit of a side story from us was talking to Rob Wilson and did that interview, and then after he's still chirping us about two thousand and six in the playoff semi final. Still, still to this day, chirping us about that. But the uh, I was talking about you know what sort of style he's going to have here, you know, especially taking it from Europe. And he says, oh no, the old Vipers days have gone. I, I want a bit more of a flowing European style. We go into the game, fights everywhere. Roughing up everywhere, but <laughs> six people thrown out of the game. I see him after the game. I says, "I thought your style has changed." You're like, "Hey, it's like the old Vipers days, isn't it?" Chancer. Like, <laughs> so it was good to see him. And Derek Walser as well. Good chat with him. It's uh, I know there's a there's a plan of some uh, Steelers fans or whatever going over to watch Liam Kirk play. And it's a nice rink, and I hope they enjoy themselves. Anyway. Let's bring it back to the here and now. This isn't a talk about them anymore. This is a talk about the Belfast Giants, who started their defence of the Challenge Cup with two games in Scotland against the Dundee Stars and the Five Flyers. First up on Saturday at the DIA, it was a 4-2 victory over the Dundee Stars. Uh, regards to scoring, Jim Vandermeer opened the scoring after only 41 seconds. David Rutherford Double that at 14.33 before the Dundee Star started to pull it back. Uh, Fabrizio Ricci, Ricci, 
No, Dilly, that's who you're going to call him? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but made it 2-1. Okay. Made it 2-1. And then 30 seconds in to the second period, the former Coventry Blaze, Mark McQuad, made it 2-2. Upstepped Kyle Bond in midway or towards the end of the second period to make it 3-2. And then he made it 4-2 to round out the scoring. Uh, with regards to shots on, the Belfast Giants had 29 shots on. The Dundee Stars had 27. And, Davey, I'll start with you on this. You know, last season we went into DIA to start a, what ended up being a successful trip through the, the Challenge Cup, but that game was a loss. The Giants came in here and were a totally different beast. Indeed, a shootout loss. Adam Case's first game in, in charge as coach and uh, his first game in charge of coach in his second season. You know, he's, he's defending silverware, so it'd be hard to argue that his first season wasn't one of some success. And, and going into Dundee, we always know it's going to be a difficult game. They're a team that doesn't just go away. They don't fold. They never fold. And uh, luckily for us, we had a, a really nice start to the game. First period was very impressive. <coughs> Excuse me there. And, uh, you know, getting scored in basically second shift of the game was, was, was critical as well. Lovely, lovely play by Darcy Murphy just to feed it back to Swinney. But he goes straight in front of the net. Vandy's, you know, absolute bomb from the from the blue line and the, the goalie. There's a Jorgen you call him. Um Jorgen, never never seen it. It was past him before, you know, before he had realised it. And uh, a lovely start of the game. As I say, we pushed off from it. I thought that first sort of fifteen, sixteen minutes of the game were it was it was dominant. It was it was a really, really, really strong, strong opening. The uh, yeah, it was it says you were watching it in the cinema, I know you were there as well, Joel, but it was a it was a quick Quick start from the Belfast Giants, especially in those first 10 minutes, as, as Davey alluded to. Um, but talking as well from it and hearing Adam Keith speak, that second period, didn't these stars really came into it a bit more? They did, but uh, I, I agree with Pat, I agree with Davey, sorry, the, you know, the first period, I thought we dominated. You know, their first goal was a, a bouncing puck in RM, which just couldn't get it out. Um, and then they obviously get off to a really good start in the second, but the second period, See to be honest with you, I was about to get up and walk out. It was so scrappy. Yeah. There was just there was no um you just couldn't string any passes together. Um all right, you got a couple of efforts which you would like to think you would do anyway. Um but uh, I, I thought the second period was really dull and and um and that's for both teams, not just for the Giants. But then once we got that uh, third goal, uh, I, I honestly don't think we'll look back and, and I thought the guys settled down again. Uh, Kyle Bond getting the second one night um, halfway through a second or third period, sorry. Um, and uh, once we got that, it really didn't look in, in any doubt whatsoever. Best Garwani was excellent at the back, and they you know give up a power play goal uh, uh, to Mark Quad. But you know I thought he was excellent. And what you and he, gonna he put do? Up a, <laughs> what was that? It's best best Garmania. <laughs> brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, but uh, I, I thought that Besco was brilliant. I thought he really stood tall when he had to. I know he's six foot four, but um, he, you know he covers so much of the net. Uh, and there was, there was an unbelievable glove save in the first period. Um, you know, it was two on one. We, we turned over just outside the zone. They skated in hard, and then literally, you know, just the glove came out of nowhere. And, and your mom was going top corner. I can't remember what guy was, but. He was going top corner and Besco came out with a wonder save and just got him set up for the for the rest of the game. Two points, thoroughly deserved. Um and uh great to see, you know, obviously getting off to a good start because Dundee's never an easy place to go to. 
Joe, the one thing as well, was there's a fight in the, in, in the first period with Curtis Landon taking on uh, Lucas Nielsen for something off the play. Wasn't so much a fight as just Curtis Leonard fed him his dinner. Um, yeah, he was he was he was down in a few seconds. But look, it's good to see that spark. It's uh, apparently those who were in attendance said that. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember who he fought, um, but but whoever it was uh, was was being. Sorry, Lucas Nielsen, he, he was uh, sort of knocking himself about, kind of throwing his body and, and agitating a few guys. So, look, it's nice to see, just like uh, as we'll get on to Boxy the next night, it's nice to see the boys stepping <laughs> up this, this, like this early in the season. But um, as the boys have said, you know, Dundee, for as long as I remember, have been an Achilles heel team for us. It's it's a difficult building, a difficult road trip. Uh, my first ever uh, away game, actually, was uh, an away game in Dundee in the Challenge Cup at the start of the season. Now, there's an audio I need one. to cut out. Is your brother. <laughs> no, is that not when, is that not when your brother went uh, swinging a flag? <laughs> I had to think about that there. No, that was that was a later one. That was uh, my favorite <laughs> road trip, but it wasn't the first. No, he was much better behaved and much younger back in those days. Um, but that game, incidentally, was won in overtime by a, a former giant who was well loved called Brock McBride. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah, there we go. The mention of Brock McBride is sponsored by Brock McBride. <laughs> the streak lives um but but yeah look there, there's two things i kind of took from this the boys have covered the game really well but um from speaking to Kiefer after the game um it's really nice to see him being so open and honest you know he doesn't feed you the sort of standard coaching lines um at post post game he talked about you know that scrappy second period and how it was a teaching point for him maybe call the time out to settle the boys down a bit and and even going in uh after the second period, um, he said that it was just a consensus that it wasn't good enough. He didn't have to start kicking things around the room. He didn't have to give them the, as Matt Toe calls it, the hairdryer treatment. He just said the boys knew and they came out and turned it back on again. Um, and, you know, it's similar to as we spoke after Manitoba. It's early doors and, and you can't make any firm kind of judgments or, or opinions just yet. But all the signs are there for me. You know, it was a, a great opening to the Challenge Cup defence. Next night, the Belfast Giants travelled on just down the road to Kirkcaldy to take on the uh, the Fife Flyers. Um, it was the Darcy Murphy show. Uh, goals in the first, second, and third period for Darcy Murphy. The third one being a short-handed goal. Uh, the Fife Flyers did get one back through Scott Arson, but uh, it rounded out five, sorry three one. Um, regards to the shots on Belfast Giants with thirty nine shots on own, and the Fife Flyers with twenty six shots on. And what you gonna do, Tyler Beskarwani? <laughs> you're, you're gonna get. We're gonna get sued. I mean, he's he's already taken Cocker down single handedly. We're not gonna survive the Hulkamania. Like <laughs> the uh, unfortunately, those who did want to watch this game at the time were unable to because there was seemed to be a blackout. The twenty four seven feed didn't work, and there are refunds going around. So if you haven't got a refund and you did pay for it, chase up twenty four seven right away. Um, for what we have seen, seasons, we've seen some of the goals, we've seen some of the play, but it looks like it was uh, a strong enough performance for the Giants who just closed it out. Yeah, again, you know, Shane Owen's never an easy goalie to play against. I, I was really impressed with Stimpa and the IHL. And, and to be honest, I wouldn't, you know, I would have really liked him in Belfast at that time as well because he's absolutely excellent. But, um, you know, 39 shots again away from home. And uh, listen to the, the interview after the game with Adam, and and obviously disappointing not to to get the uh, the webcast last night. But the um, for me, obviously Adam was very very pleased the way the guys played. I've watched the goals, all well taken goals by Darcy, and he, you know he, 
you get no front net, net, you get rewarded. But uh, the one that stood out for me, and it's, it's on the game sheets, it hasn't come out actually out three point straight, is Pat Dwyer. You know, Pat Dwyer coming into this league. A lot of people say that, um, you know, we get the older NHL guys coming into this league and maybe top AHL guys trying to earn a few quid before they wrap it up. Pat Dwyer doesn't look anywhere near that. You know, the, the way he basically did that forecheck and then the back check to try and poke the ch- uh, puck away from the the uh, defenseman and, and Darcy punished uh, five ways short on the goal to get his hat trick. You know, that's exactly what we're looking for. And, you know, the way the wee man celebrates as well, I know we're going to go on to speak to him shortly, but, um, you know, it, it just brings the pie. You know, it's the passion he shows. He loves scoring goals. Um, that's about David. Now he's got the third man. Was it 33 he got last year, David? Or sorry, Joel? My mic's not working. I think it was 33 last year. And then, again, he's off to a great start again this year with three. And, and obviously, Patrick and Match Sword thoroughly deserved. Another place that it's not easy to go into. You know, we did very well there last year. I think we... Uh, um, I think we, we won three there last year, maybe maybe actually two. But uh, it's never an easy place to go into. Fiverr always, you know, going to be there or thereabouts and and, uh, and pushing you on. And, and they have tried to get back into it late in the game. But again, Giants just closed them out, picked up another two points, four points on the road uh, to start the Challenge Cup defence. Couldn't go any better. David, you stuck a couple of vids up uh, on the View from the Bridge Twitter with a, with a few comments, not least, well, as I says, talking about Patrick Dwyer getting the apple on on the uh, on the shorthanded goal for uh, for Darcy Murphy, um, but also there was a bit of a late hit on Jim Vandermeer with Boxy stepping up to the plate. Yeah, it's it's pretty naughty thing, is it? Gauthier, uh, Gauthier, I think it is. Yeah, um, Danny Gauthier. Um, it's a pretty naughty hit on on Vandy, and whatever comes across. Uh, the ginger Jesus mind, he, he goes in there and decides to take on somebody who's, you know, stone and a half heavier on him and six or seven inches taller on him. But fair play to him, as, as Joel alluded to earlier on there, you know, that's what good teammates do. They, they make opposition who do naughty things accountable. And, uh, you know, it's a, the, I think the linesman probably saved his life on that occasion. But <laughs> that, that aside, you know, it's good to see the boys are, are tightened, but that's not going to be... You know, the case uh, anymore, there's not going to be people best about. I think that um, perhaps the night before, Ricky <laughs> was, was maybe lucky he didn't have to answer the bell. We'll probably come on that later in the show when we're talking tops. But, you know, I think the similar situation that teammate there's got badly hurt. And, you know, if days gone by, you probably see someone stepping up there pretty pretty quickly. Game's changing. Uh, I suppose that that's that's one aspect of it. But, you know, as, as Simon's alluded to there too as well, I thought, uh, you know, Owen, I watched the game back earlier today. One had a really, really strong game in that for them. We, if anything, we probably played better on Sunday night. I know you probably haven't had the opportunity to see the game just yet. You'll get to watch it during the week. But you know, I thought we played really, really well on the Sunday night. And uh, uh, Samson, you know, the the, the shorthanded goal there, John Ferland is is you know, heads up play, tails Vandy, go for the stretch pass. You know, doesn't quite come off, but Dwyer goes in there and picks his pocket. We stick, stick check, dishes it to Darcy coming in, fills the net for his third of the night. And, you know, lovely hat trick, as I said earlier, you know, hat trick from last season, hat trick this season. The, the kid's just getting better and better. I think that, well, we'll speak to him, we'll speak to him in a short while. Joel, um, have you had a chance to see any of the, any of the game? 
No, I mean, other than the clips, as you say, that the debut was firing around today, unfortunately, I was left to to uh, follow. Well, not unfortunately, uh, Laura Duff on Twitter uh, does a great job covering five games, and, and it came in handy last night uh, with the game report to write and interviews to do without having seen anything. But, um, I mean, from from what I, everything that I put together and the clips that I've seen, uh, it's just a complete team performance. You know, uh, I actually watched uh, Todd Dittin was talking uh, to Five Flyers TV after the game, and, oh, boy, he was not happy. You know, he's, he's fairly... Uh, amiable guys he's fairly cheerful but he just seemed kind of overwhelmed and shocked just by by how little Fife seemed to want it um he said the Giants were the best team that they've seen so far this season and uh and that his team are going to need to find a, a couple more gears to even take that on so I mean the the signs are good for us I would say honestly that we probably have another gear above that even after that and and consider that we're still a couple of bodies down um the defensively, I think as well, I, I kind of put this to Kiefer um, in the post game. you know, Darcy will obviously grab the headlines, but um, we, I think, held them to one shot in the first five minutes of the game and, and the entire second period, I think they managed to get four away um, to our 17 is what I scribbled down. Um, like he, he says, you know, sometimes offense is the best defense, but it just seemed to me like we were firing uh, all over the ice. And when you consider it, start of the season after a two-week layup, night two, and on the road, a couple of bodies down. Like As I said after the, we chatted about the Dundee game, the signs were just there for me all over the place uh, this weekend. Um, is it worth bringing up again the, the boxy penalty? Um, what do you guys think about the, the instigator 10 that he got? Is, is that a, a, the right call? Well, in terms of the rules, I suppose, the laws of the game and, and what referees are looking for. They're, they're looking for distance travelled as one of the big factors to get involved. And Boxy's came at distance. The incident where he's hit Vandy is, is more or less over. The refs have called it, you know, the whistle's blowing. Okay. Boxy's came at distance to get involved with him. So for me, it's 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 because the, the language have jumped in, there's, there's hardly a, a fist thrown in anger. I think 17 minutes of penalties is ridiculous. But, you know, it, in terms of did they make the right call? It's hard to argue with the rules that it's, he didn't instigate this situation. Yeah, there, there were a few people on Twitter saying just about how you know the, the head itself is the instigation, but it's a fair oh yeah, point, you know. I, Joel. Joel, I hundred percent agree with you. And we obviously don't listen to the podcast all that often, but you know, last year, <laughs> last year we used to talk about this all the time when when there's instigator penalties. I'm in a totally agreement with you there. The instigation is the bad hit. It's what causes Boxy to get involved. But what, when they're talking about pure instigating a fight, yeah, Boxy he, has to he come actually, from east to west. Look at the game sheet. He didn't get a fight in major. He got a late major. No, that's it's just mate. That's the new life score systems up the left. He got a fighting penalty on the actual okay, okay. real life I written mean, down game two, sheet. Two plus five plus ten for that is and, and again I understand the ruling and I understand you know and, and it's not as if he absolutely flew into it. He should just glided half the. Uh, the width of the rink to, to give a bit of a nudge to to uh, Gauthier and and um, you know, but for seventeen minutes of the game, that's yeah, it's just that old, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's that old thing about the the rule book and the spirit of the game. You know, you probably could have used your judgment there and, and let the game flow a bit more as opposed to handing the book. But um, but again, I, I didn't get to see it in real time and stuff. So. One of the things I think we might do in the next couple of weeks is see if our, our good friend Andrew Dalton will come back on the show and talk about the new rules. Fighting off surface is something that popped up now. Davey, you might know, is that is that new or is it just a reclassification? No, that's just that it's, it's wrong on the game sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> right, they're, 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 I think there's maybe some software problems with the, the you know, Michael Hicks is trying to introduce some new live stats you know, and, and there's I think, just a few teething problems around the ranks, but 
you know, fighting off the ice surface is literally in the rulebook exactly that. It's fighting off the ice surface. It might be two coaches beating the head off each other. You know, it's <laughs> off the ice surface. If you're fighting on the ice, you're on the ice. If you're fighting off the ice, you're off the ice. You know, you're, you're sanctioned by the two different slightly variations in the rules. But it's ah, just, so that should have been fighting on the ice. That should have just been for the, for the, for the Curtis fight. Yeah. Just fight. All right. Fair enough. Um, we asked for a couple of your three-word weekend reviews. I'll read out a couple of them here. John Sherry, Darcy F. Murphy, um, Lorenzo, Murphy Bond, Beskarouani, uh, Patrick Sloan, Keith's Road Warriors, a theme kept with Daniel McDonald's Road Warriors Return, Not Billy, Grit Speed, Netminding, Michael Owens, Darcy Murphy, Mafia, and, uh, and Alan Price. And what's it going to do? I just love that. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be used to death. <laughs> Um, if you want to get the highlights of both these games, well, I don't think the highlights of the Five Flowers game is out just yet, but when it does come up, you'll catch it on, on uh, kingdomofthegiants.com, both with the game reports and all the post-game interviews. In a second, we're going to hear from Darcy Murphy, but just a quick chance to say a big thank you to our sponsorship partners in Beer 52. How would you like a free case of craft beer? Well, as a listener to our show, we'd like to thank you for listening. With the help of our friends at Beer52.com, just go to Beer52.com forward slash AVFTB to claim a free case of beer. Uh, beer 52 is the world's most popular monthly craft beer discovery club, searching out incredible and exclusive small batch craft beers from the world's greatest breweries and bring them back to you, their members. Uh, there's a whole world of craft beer out there and this is your chance to get on board with discovering it. Every month they focus on a new country or themes and listeners who sign up now will get to discover the fantastic beers as part of their Oktoberfest month uh, featuring German classics such as Rothaus Bills. Uh, the box contains more expand. The box contains more expand. Experiment. I've had a few of them, can't you tell? The box contains Three, more experimental two. beers. <laughs> the box is more experimental beers from up and coming brewers such as Chocobar Chocolate Stout, one for Darcy Murphy, uh, a seven percent IPA from BRLO, and an eight percent Hockenbock, which sounds great, made using honey collected by hand from beer keepers around Munich. So yes, you can get your free box at beer52.com forward slash AVFTB, and a big thanks to Beer Fifty Two coming on board drink responsibly <laughs> and like Simon you should drink responsibly right let's talk we spoke about him earlier on with regards to his hat trick let's talk with the man of the moment Darcy Murphy who joins us on the line how are you mate good thanks for having me good to have you on let's just start with that um, a four point weekend for the Belfast Giants and a four point weekend for yourself three goals coming on Sunday night uh, happy man yeah it was great uh Always nice to get two wins, especially the first two games of the year. The uh, What did you think of the start of the weekend with regards to the games against uh, the Stars and the Five Flowers? Um, it was, I thought we played pretty well overall. I mean, uh, we were kind of a little shaky at the start, just kind of getting used to playing again. It's a bunch of new guys on the team, so it's kind of a little different. But uh, once you start playing, it's kind of like riding a bike. You start getting back and you're feeling it and... It was nice to get a couple of wins. Darcy, it's Kitchy. Um, obviously, you know, 33 goals last season for yourself um, and you've got off to a great start again this year. Have you set yourself any target um, for the year and, and obviously you can end a, a second year in Belfast? Uh, no, no no targets or anything, but I think 
just go out there and work my hardest. And usually when you do that kind of stuff, good things happen. So hopefully we can put up some good numbers. And the, you know, just following that up, you obviously have uh, David Rock, which you played with, you know, for probably two thirds of last season. Um, and Beauvillier, uh, who's joined you now, I mean, brings great speed into the lineup as well. And, um, and I thought he built up some really good chemistry in those two games at the weekend. Yeah, they're both great players, so it uh, makes things easy when you're playing with guys like that. And definitely being familiar with uh, Rudy from last year helps too. Just kind of knowing his tendencies, and he gets to know mine, and you kind of have an idea where guys are on the ice and stuff. It really makes it a lot easier. Darcy Joel here, man. My first question is: Are you at home right now? Yeah. 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 So this is the first interview I've conducted with someone who is upstairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dar- floor above. Darcy lives the floor above me, and they're they're model neighbors. Uh, not not like that, David Rutherford. Um, I want to ask you just a, a little bit about the friendship forum. I saw a great question on on the Giants Facebook forum. I sort of took to the forum today to ask the fans for for a few questions, and we got a mixture of kind of serious and not so serious. But Stephen Smith says. How did the guys from the Friendship Four find Belfast and the arena? And do you think it's brought attention to the Elite League back in North America? Uh, I mean, when they, you come over, you're treated pretty well. I mean, I think uh, I think we stayed, all teams stay in Europa, and you come to the SSE, and it's a great facility. And it definitely is good, good to get to know the, the building and stuff. And definitely when you, you don't think of, if, as a North American, you don't think of, Northern Ireland is like a hockey city or anything like that. But then once you come over, especially as a college student, you kind of open your eyes to there's more than just hockey in North America and there's other opportunities out there. So I think it definitely uh, definitely helps to, to build the game, especially for guys seeing that it's more than just a North American sport. Whenever you come over with Colgate, um, do you remember thinking back and, and sort of looking around the facilities and the city and, and how players were treated, how you were treated? Did it cross your mind that this is somewhere you wanted to play or did that come along later? Um, at the time, no, it definitely came along later. Uh, but it was it was a great opportunity for me last year to, to come in here. So <laughs> I was able to do do my master's as well. So that was a big uh, that was a big pull for me. Murphy's David here. Um, obviously, last year, first year in Northern Ireland, you were also able to bring your family over at times. And just how how special was it to be, you know, presented man of the match by by your mom on Mother's Day of of all days, you know, and, and back in the Odyssey there. Yeah, that was uh, that was a pretty special moment. I actually, uh, I actually didn't know what was happening at all. I I didn't even see her on the bench at all or any, anything. So I didn't know until I literally got up to center ice. So it was kind of. A pretty nice surprise, I and mean, it's something that I'll always remember for the rest of my life, for sure. And and we've always, as you say, you, you've just done your Masters, we've been able to pick up guys over the years, veteran guys, guys come to the end of their years, they've came here to, to do their Masters at the tail end of their career. We're starting to get younger guys coming in wanting to do their Masters, but with a guy in Pat Dwyer coming in this year, you see the effort he puts in on Sunday night there to go strip the D-man, pop it off to you for your hat-trick goal. Is it, what's it like... Did you expect a couple of years ago to be playing with these NHL vets across in the UK, or was what were your plans when you were coming out of Colgate? I mean, my plans were to play in North America and try and make it as far as I could. Obviously, that was this was sort of an afterthought for me. But once, uh, once uh, you know you you can't play hockey forever, you got to think about the future. So my my family's pretty big on education. My my parents kind of pushed me for it. So. No, I wouldn't say uh, I would have been expecting this a couple of years ago, no. 
As I said, we put some questions to the, or we asked for questions from Twitter. One here from Alan Durish. He says, My question is obvious, but as Darcy has brought a load of his mates over for this season, what is it he likes about Belfast? How did you sell it to them? <laughs> I like everything about it. I mean, especially um, we're here for hockey, so definitely the fans are always the most important thing for wanting to come back. You know, if, if the building was empty, it be, wouldn't, be, uh, wouldn't be somewhere you want to play, but that's not the case here. Um, it's not really, I wouldn't say I really had to sell them at all. It was kind of the hockey world's pretty small world. And I think people are starting to realize that Belfast is a great city to play in, not just the arena, but the city itself too. It was interesting when we were speaking in regards to the interviews, the guys, and, um, when they brought it up, they said one of the, one of the things was to, to play with your friends, to play with your mates. It must be great to have that, to bring some of your good friends over to play with on the same team. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's great. I mean, I'm I guess fortunate to have uh, friends on the team. Usually, you you know, you don't have anyone that's it's always a new team and stuff. But yeah, having those guys is great. I mean, I'm sure everyone on the team's great guys as well. We all hang out together, but it's nice to have them. Uh, just a little familiarity from home, you know. Darcy, last year you spent it with Spiro. This year you got Leonard and Bonnie. Um, have you? Uh... Have you asked thoughts for any um, commission on on uh, agents' fees for bringing those two guys? <laughs> no, maybe I should. <laughs> no, we, we put no. it to him, we put it to him last time when he uh, thoughts. Um, he says you ha- you haven't asked him yet, so no. I'd jump in there, mate. No, they uh, they wanted to come. I wouldn't say uh, I wouldn't say I was recruiting too heavily. That's that's for sure. They they both were interested in getting their master's degrees as well and i said that this would be a, this is a great opportunity and i can put you in touch with our team but other than that it was all uh all management and coaching staff it was, wasn't anything to do with me uh darcy I, this is something i talked about just a couple of minutes ago but i i, I dropped into the bastion of sense that is the, the belfast giants <laughs> facebook forum today and just told them that you were coming on the show tonight because i, I knew what the comments would be like and uh I mean, it's, it's something that's sort of developed over time. I'd, like, I, I, and I'd like to lay claim to being the first to say Darcy Dangles. I think that was me. But um, <laughs> if, anybody, if anybody would like to prove me wrong, uh, feel free. But um, I guess um, uh, it's, it's, it's sort of a point and a question. You know, uh, there are obviously the, the jokes constantly about Darcy Dangles, about how you like a stout, whatever else. Um, but, the, 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 it, you know, I, I'm wondering about your perception of that because um, a lot of players who come through Belfast don't ever understand how much a bit of passion means to the fan base like I remember Calvin Elfring when he was here uh, he had a fight uh, in the Odyssey one night and as he skated off to the bench he actually it's a small fist pump and the place went absolutely crazy like I I, I live for the day a player grabs the badge and kisses it you know um, do, do, are, are you are you aware of that kind of uh, kind of cult uh, fan base that you've grown what, what's your feeling about it um you know it's and from my perception it's definitely not like a, a taking the hand out of you thing or it's it's not like a joke it's it's a it's it's kind of in love but it's also a sort of reflection on just what you mean to the fan base what's your, your perception on the kind of cult figure that you've become oh I, I absolutely love it I mean it just shows all the passion and the fans and stuff. And you know, always, I always love some banter. You know, I got thick skin, so it's always good to, to hear <laughs> the fans. And, and I love it. It's uh, it makes it fun. You know, it's it's not just about hockey. It's about being a good person and being able to relate with fans and have a good time. So I I really really enjoy all, every second of it. 
And just before we're done, Patty, there are a couple of uh, quick fire questions that came through that I think are worth uh, reading out. The first one from John Smith, who's think he thinks he's funny. It says Colgate or Aquafresh. I think we can answer that one for him. Uh, the one that got the most likes on the whole thread, and I'm sorry in advance, but are you a scruncher or a folder? Thank you, Jacko Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that. Means. I don't even know. What <laughs> that's good. thank thank God, thank God. That's that's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, which Jeez. NFL? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, it got the most likes on the thread. I'm a man of the people, Davey. I've got to do it, man. Uh, I, which... <laughs> I don't know how to explain it without this descending into absolute chaos. So I'm just going gonna... to go upstairs afterwards and show them. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be up in an hour, man. I'll, I'll show you my technique. Uh... <laughs> do you have an NFL team? Um. I, I, I watch a lot of NFL. I wouldn't say I have a specific team, but um, Buffalo is the closest to home, so I've been to a couple of their games. So, Darcy Mafia, Bills Mafia. Mafia, yeah. <laughs> uh, Belfast is now in the Murphy Mafia, but LNG and Kelso uh, was dying for you to say the Green Bay Packers, so it's not the B. Um, and finally, Patty, if you don't mind, I'm going to use my first bleep button of the season on this one. Um, it's from Jilmer, and it just says, how does it feel to be so f***ing awesome? <laughs> what do you even say yeah it's great i'm awesome but that's good good that someone thinks that though that's for sure (laughs) always uh always an experience dipping into the belfast giants facebook forum so forgive me thanks (laughs) darcy well well actually i'm going to do one more from alan price on twitter and then we're going to wrap it up from there and he just asked what's more satisfying a top quality dangle to score a goal or a cool creamy pint of stout (laughs) <laughs> uh, I wouldn't mind. I would, how about scoring a goal and then after the game having a stout? <laughs> there, it, there it is. There Abs- it is. Absolutely. Well, listen, Darcy, three goals at the weekend. A fantastic hat trick to take that win over the five flash. Thank you very much for joining this weekend. Uh, good luck this weekend against the, the Stars and the Clan. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. Thanks again to Darcy. Um, Around the league, lads, I'm going to start off with a bit of a controversial moment in the game between the Five Flyers and the the brand new team to the league, the Glasgow Clan. Um, Clan leading by a goal going into the dance seconds, a shot on goal, a shot on, sure, <clears throat> a shot on the Clan goal gets deflected high into the netting. Play goes on, and uh, Five subsequently score in the dance seconds and go on to win in overtime. Joel, I saw on Twitter you were a bit obsessed by this. Yeah, I, you know, I was watching it on uh, Sunday morning on, on my phone. Um, and, 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 yeah, and, and I, I have since changed my position or have been informed otherwise. But um, obviously the puck goes up and hits the, the net. And uh, the, from the, the camera angle in the crowd, you can even see most of, of what looks like the, the clan support, you know, pointing to the net and pointing for the game to be blown up. Um, even uh, I think the, the Fife players themselves sort of hesitated Um the, so, I mean, it's, it's dead there. It's no goal. Um, what I originally thought was a post and out with a kick in the crease into the net does actually appear it like does the, the look puck like crosses the line. Um, uh, the, you know, the, the puck, the way it moves on the way back out, it doesn't make sense for it to have struck the post. So it's obviously hit the kind of leather on, on the bottom of the goal and come back out and been kicked. But, you know, it doesn't change it. The, the, the great tragedy for me, and I think why I was so obsessed with it, is whenever you watch clips from that game, the atmosphere in that barn, that's proper local rivalry hockey. And the referees changing, effectively changing the outcome of the game. It shouldn't be what you 
should be talking about after that. That's not an advert for the league. People going on Twitter and and the clan fans were rightly so absolutely outraged. It was uh, Hallis. Hallis was was uh, in charge of that game, uh, and they've been kind of ripe with anger. And in the same way, we would be if there was a big call against your Nottingham's or your Sheffields or whatever. Um, it's just a shame this early in the season that we're already talking about refs. And I understand that they're human. Like I'm always the first to try and jump to their defense. They, they, they don't go out there to try and spoil a game of hockey, but these are basic things that any ref in the world should be seeing and should be blowing up. It's just a, sh- a shame that that was the, the major talking point after such a fantastic atmosphere. Davey, is this a case of the first weekend and the first referee in blunder? <clears throat> it's a big blunder, isn't it? Um, ultimately, it's cost the team a game and it's cost a player suspension because he couldn't keep his emotions in check and it's an emotional game. So, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to blame him and that instant he's pushed the nets off its murns, he's, he's slapped the stick down on the ice in front of the in front of the officials and he's been sanctioned for it, you know, four, two linos, two refs and, and they missed that. Um, very, very disappointing, I'm sure, for the players that have put so much into the game. It's it's a mistake, you know, I think the the way the, the PR is written for the tops on Hayward, I think they, they've more or less said, yeah, it hit the net, but you play the whistle kind of thing and at the very top level of the game, you know, you're, you're taught in any sport when you're when you're starting, you know, you play the whistle, but at the very top level of the game, you expect the whistle to come in those situations and unfortunately for them at the at the weekend that didn't, yeah, the refs have uh, the refs have made a mistake, but it is what it is. Is one of the things for it I want to play the uh, the dops jingle underneath this. One of the things for it is that is it a case that we looked because I brought it up with you guys um the Aaron Clark incident, I don't know if the but the Aaron, the Aaron Clark incident with regards to the Sheffield Steelers when we took on the Sheffield Steelers and Clark slamming the, his uh, stick against the plexi. Uh, beside, I thought uh, that wasn't Notting, Nottingham. Was it Nottingham? Again, it was Carson was the referee, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was, like he takes that two-handed swing and hits the plexi towards the referee there. You know, Hayward just sort of slapped it on the ice. And, just out of pure no. frustration because I think yeah. Clark got six games. Yeah, I would. I don't think Hayward's was was even worthy of a suspension. To be honest, it's just bad temper at, at a very emotional time. I, I sometimes think that 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 rule can be, you know, as, as Joel talked about earlier on, there's a bit of common sense is is required at, at some stages. You know, he, he needed his, his two plus ten or whatever as game game misconduct for for a very very bad reaction. But I don't think that's a suspensionable situation. Um, just quickly, we remain on Dops. Uh, stick with you there, Davey. The, the, this one game suspension to Rick Hay. I think he's lucky. This for a Colin, slew foot. I think Colin Shields is even more lucky because if Shades falls or hits the back of his head, he's maybe not playing for a good while. You know, risk a concussion and all that. You can't defend yourself against a, a slew foot, you know, and it's it's naughty it doesn't get any better every time you look at it it, it gets a little bit worse and i'm just thankful that she hasn't been too badly rocked out of it but you know it could have been a whole lot worse and suspensionable play i think he got fortunate enough that it's just one game but you know it's the dobs have looked at it they've said what they've said and we'll have to just move on hopefully you know as i think we talked a little bit bit about it earlier on there in years gone by he would have to be answering the bell next time up or he would have had the answer on that night, but as we say, the game's changed. So it come to you across the board in these incidents. Uh, you know, the, the, firstly, the fifth goal. Um, again, it's it's laughable. I, I did say I wouldn't uh, have a go at the referees so early in the season. Um, 
So I'm going to that too. However, there's four sets of eyes on there in an officials team. Um, there's five guys that actually raise their arm, raise their stick, and there's the majority of of the uh, clan. Um, I was going to say Brayhead clan there. Um, the Glasgow clan players lifted their arm. You know, how they missed that uh, at a vital time in the game. Um, but seconds to go is this baffling. Um, it's not as if they're miles away from it. You know, it's it's not as if it was hit from one end of the ice to the other. They're, everybody's, apart from uh, the goalie for for the clan, everybody, or sorry, for five, everybody is inside the blue line. Everybody. Um, and they didn't see it. And I think it's, you know, I think Matty Abbott's very, very unlucky. If that had been me, you know, I'd have been getting more than one game suspension for showing passion and, and uh, you know, about the call and our non-call, sorry. So uh, for me, it's 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 uh, it's it's guys that need to be held accountable. It, it, it's not good enough um, at this level. Um, but mistakes are made. Says you say there about um, you know if it if it had been you and your passionate guy used to watch you, you know, everyone knows the story, the mission hall boss story. But you know, um, in terms of the slew foot on sheds. Um, and just what I was saying there about the game changing, you know, and and in your in your playing days or in years gone by, even like maybe ten years ago, like that that's a guy who next face off that he's on the ice, he's having to, to pay for that. He's getting his knocked in. Yeah. I just say if somebody drops a gloves, they're getting seven. It's you know you're, you're being taken out for a period, which is. It's it's not it's it's too much for um, for a guy who's instigated. That's the instigating part of it. You know, he's basically he knew, he knew exactly what he was doing. I I seen a couple of comments on uh, Twitter today um, uh, when the when the ruling was handed out about uh, Ricky getting the uh, getting the game suspension. If you read down, if you look down in that Twitter feed, you can see that there's um, there's Dundee fans obviously you know having a go saying, "Oh, it's an absolutely ridiculous." Call, you know, it was never, he got his foot in the way and blah, blah, blah. What a load of <laughs> The guy knew exactly what he said. Simple. He, he, you know, he, you can't be doing that. Um, as a player on the ice, um, the, as in Jan's teammates for, of Sheds, you know, everybody's looking at the puck. Everybody's looking to see what the, where the puck is. So they're not necessarily looking at Sheds falling and, 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 uh, and obviously being taken out of the, of the play. Um, he didn't get. He wasn't called for a penalty, was he? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he? he did, did he get a chip with a slew foot and penalty? No, he didn't get a slew foot. And um, what did he get? Or did he? No, I don't no, know. no, no. Actually, he didn't. There wasn't, there wasn't a penalty on that play. play. Again, I think. He, I think he tries to sell it very well. By the way, he goes down himself. But you know, I think he got away with one there. Again, four sets of eyes, and nobody sees it. So you know, it, it's it's three things that. Referees, I, I've never refereed, and I've refereed before, but I've never refereed in the four. So I'm assuming one guy is cut the ice down the middle, one guy's looking at the, the play and the other one, and the other one's watching the rest of the play and not so much the puck. So he's watching the guys off the play and the way they're moving about. But for four sets of eyes to miss that again, um, it's, it's not good enough. Uh, and for nobody, for him not to get a pound out of that is... is that's the laughable part as well. But again, mistakes are made. It's early in the season. You know, like, like that's their first weekend as well. Chance, uh, hopefully, you know, for, for the way they played on the Saturday night, um, 
I, I knew that you know, there's certainly more in the tank, definitely to give it. So the first weekend of the season, I actually thought a couple of guys looked a bit tired on Saturday night, um, you know, coming down uh, maybe the last 10, 15 minutes. But it's, uh, it's, it's one of the things, as I say, I'm trying not to have a go early on against the referees. It, it, it's, they, they've got a tough job. We, we all know they've got a tough job. This is normally daily doing this part. Does it, well, here, um, I, I, I come in without, without defending them too much, says on that. You know, I think Paddy said earlier about, well, let's see if we'll give Dalt a call, see how he's fixed over the next few weeks. I know Michael Hicks will come on, no problem, t- chat to us about this in his, in his capacity with his new role. I would like to think that a new broom sweeps clean, Hicksy's coming in here, and they're going to try and look at these videos from the weekend and go, guys, you've missed this slew foot, you've missed one that's hit the net. There's, there's a play, um, Rudy takes a penalty on Sunday night against Fife. He gets two-handed, axed across the hands with a slash, six feet from the ref, no call. He turns around and stands his man up with a shoulder to the chest, takes a two-minute interference call for it. You know, there, that's a massive swing. Fortunately, it didn't affect the score in the game. These things, at this level, we are trying to say, you know, one of the, one of the things that the Dops put out was that Hayward is affecting his team, his teammates, and the brand. You know, the, the people that are affect, have the ability to affect the brand here too is the referees. They're all part of the game. They're part of the furniture. So they have to be better. The players have to be, you know, keep their emotions in check. But, you know, at the end of the day, if the emotions are spilling over because of bad refereeing decisions, at least if the guys are learning from them and Mike Hicks is putting a workshop on or sending videos out during the week, he's clipping those hits or he's clipping those incidents, he's sending them to all the referees, go, watch this, tell me what you think of it, or watch this and learn from it, guys. You, know, you just have to be better. Can I ask a question there? Sorry for jumping in, but um, as I like to point out, I'm the young buck here, and you guys have watched a lot more hockey than me. Um, you know, I, I've sort of come up through the, the era of Dops and the era of suspensions, and, and I've kind of watched the latter stages of, of the enforcer in the game in the UK, and, and the game has changed in my kind of nine years watching the Giants. Do you guys think that the game was cleaner whenever it would have been automatically. And I'm talking here about uh, about our good friend Fabrizio Recchi, um as, as opposed to the Haywood uh, suspension. Do you guys think that the, the game's cleaner um, or dirtier now because of, of Dops instead of somebody dropping the gloves? You know, is, is I guess what I'm asking is, is suspension system and is Dops an effective kind of, uh, what's the word, deterrent? Who do you want to go with that? I mean, you're all equally as qualified. I'm just interested to kind of to hear, you know, you're talking back to the old ISL days and whatever else would, you know, if, if that had happened, if that slew foot had happened and if somebody had dropped the gloves, you know, does that clean the game up or do you think that Dobbs is effective as a deterrent? I'll go quick. I think if I think back to those days and maybe it's just a, maybe it's just a case of the way the game has changed as well. Is it a deterrent? Yes, to an extent. Was it more entertaining when it was cleaned up that way? Absolutely, it was more entertaining because you knew you had players like Paxton Schulte, you had players like Paul Cruz, you know, you had players like Dodie Wood, you had players who would come in and they would just, you know, if you did that, we'd go after you. You look at that famous game uh, between us and the um, and the and the uh, Manchester Phoenix, Ed Courtney, Tony Hand, Courtney Perfect, takes yeah. a hit, Hand takes a hit. You get um, who was in the fight? Cloutier against who? Was it not Carlisle? No, Carlisle. Two of them go toe to toe. You had Mo against Starfacker. You know, oh, best fight ever. Best fight ever. The Odyssey. But you, 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 you had these two fights take place, and then the third period goes out. Things are cleaned up. On we go. We, we've spoken with 
Um, we've had great chats with with Victoria Silverwood and saying that a lot of these things are, with the, with the fall away of the fighting, with the fall away of the policeman, you know, you're getting more chippy penalties. You're getting more spears. You get more trips. You get yeah, more sticks yeah. in the game. You know that it, it's coming into the game, which is forcing the likes of. Um, Dops. It's forcing the likes of pressure on the referees instead of just the two teams looking at each other and saying, you know, we'll sort this out ourselves. So, yeah, it, 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 I think it swings and roundabouts. There probably are fewer dangerous injuries. There's certainly fewer, let's say, you know, head injuries through fighting and stuff like that. But we're getting a totally different game. And I've, is it for the lesser? I don't know, Davy. Um, I, I think that there's a, there's value in finding players, hitting them in their pockets, because yeah. a, a one-game ban for Ricky is not really, not really going to affect whether he's going to do that again, is it? You know, he's going to be seen he's as... Served a, already, sure. Yeah, served, served already, yeah. Um, missed Sunday night's game, and, you know... He's back at Belfast on Friday night. Yeah, so to me, he has, has served a, a ban in a, uh, you know, Friday night should be when he's... When he's answering it, uh, I'm still from the old school, Joel. I, I'm like Paddy. I enjoyed that type of entertainment. Is there an element of, you know, we have to stop people punching each other in the head because we know more about brain injuries now than what we did? Yeah, that's fair. 20 years ago, you know, I, I also am a, I'm a, you know, a fan of that because I think that nobody needs to go to work and, and not come home or get badly injured at work from getting punched in the head effectively. But yeah, yeah I'm with Paddy, you know, I love watching the old Mel Angelstad videos. I was watching one as, as Fight Before the Chuck the other day. You know, you can't, you can't get that entertainment anymore, but it's, it's one of those, it's, it's hard to know whether Dobbs is actually cleaning the game up or not. And I guess that the difference is, you know, Dobbs is after the fact, it's supplementary. Whereas if you had somebody down gloves and hammered Ricky, uh, in that game, it may well have cleaned it up on the ice at the time. You know, it's it's that instant justice versus something coming afterwards that really doesn't sting as much. But but then Ricky would still have got us. But the way we are, the fact is that Ricky was possibly would have still got us supplementary justice. You know, even if he took a hammer in for it, he would both take a hammer in and he'd take the uh, he'd take the suspension. So are we leaving? the pressure on the referees are we stepping back and saying well no he'll be got afterwards and are the referees not calling it because maybe it'll be re-refereed and somebody will put it forward there's a there's there's a whole mishmash of of where the game is as to you know where the justice comes from are you going to go after a guy for doing that and subsequently get maybe get a get a suspension yourself because of it or are you going to leave it to the powers that be and hope that they pick it up i don't know where you go from there says uh, Paddy, I honestly have no idea. Um, I, I, I am absolutely in the same court as, as you and Davey. Um, you know, I, I, I used to enjoy punching people in the face. It was great. Still does. No, I've been in the face anger in a long, long time. Um, it's, uh, it was for me. It was part of the reason I played the game. Uh, a major part of the reason I got to hit people without, you know. Actually, I got to hit people and I was paid to do it. It was great. Um, but, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I totally understand, you know, all this um, concussions that are, are, are being led to and, and the, the science part of it. It's, it's very important that players are looked after. Um, you know, it, it's not nice punching the head of somebody when they've still got their helmet on. Believe you me. Um, you know, the first thing you want to try and do is get the helmet off. And then, you know, the, the main part of the body, let's be honest, that you're going to try and punch is right in the square right in the middle of the nose. 
I mean, if the eyes are watering and uh, you can't really see anything, you have a better chance of winning the fight. So, <laughs> so it's, um, that's exactly the way I was always told it. And, you know, just try and get one square in the bike. And if you can get that, then you, you, the nine times out of ten, you're going to win. But I get like sorry. I guess for context, I'm I'm being a bit of a devil's advocate. You know, I, I completely agree with you guys in terms of um, head injuries and and uh, you know the the the, af- the long lasting after effects and sometimes the terminal after effects that, that can happen. And I've had a few concussions in, in my time as well, and I definitely see that point. It's just it's an interesting discussion as to where you know that that kind of cleaning up the game lies. It's it's as you say a mishmash. Yeah, it is, and it's you know. That's that's definitely coming out of the game. I mean, look at the, the I and, and your man Nielsen. You know, Nielsen was throwing a couple of cross checks in the corner, um, and uh, Lenny, you know, fed him his dinner, and he, he just sort of tried to turtle, and the big man tried to put him back up again. It's it's sort of uh, you know, it got more of a cheer in the cinema than than some of the goals did. Um, so you know, it, it's from the fans' point of view. Um, you know they want to see they want to see people fight and they want to see big hits. I mean, I yes, goals win games, but I'd much rather see a big hit an open ice than um, than a scrappy goal in front of the head. Um, that's just me, but it is being taken out of the game. Um, but again, I just think that with regards to the incident that happened, which started the conversation off, and Ricky, um, you know, slew foot and sheds. He's got to be, and in my opinion, he's got to be held accountable. If that if that, if that happens on Friday night, you know, so be it. Um, and then it, it's like hockey players have long, long memories, long memories. Go back to the incident with um, Spiro last year um, and getting assaulted in Sheffield. You know, the next game, the first thing that that uh, the the first opportunity that Big Fitzy had, he, you know, he tried to take his head off with an elbow. Um, he says he, you know, he misjudged it. Got to take the player's word for it. It didn't look at that at the time. So it's one of those things where it's, uh, it, it's. I, I just think that if, if I was when I was hit badly or my teammate was hit badly 15, 20 years ago when I was playing, um, and I had the opportunity to to get revenge on that play, I'm taking it. I think this is a conversation we're going to move on from, but I think it's very, very interesting. Worth bringing up, Joel. And we'll actually move it to, to Twitter as well. If you have any comments on it, at on this, at AVFTB, and let us know what you think. Where, is the, uh, where do you think the game's going with regards to policing, with regards to DOPS, at AVFTB? Let us know your thoughts. Continuing around the league, um, a lot of teams had sort of back-to-back home-and-home series, one of those being the Sheffield Steelers, taking on the MK Lightning. On Sunday, they had a win against the Lightning, but on Saturday night uh, at home, they lost um, 3-2. It was 3-2 in front of 9,000 people. (laughs) (laughs) The Sheffield Steelers' top game of the (laughs) game. You just hate to see it. You really do. Tough look. Tough look. Well, an interesting game from my perspective, as despite the fact that he <laughs> that he shipped two goals and eight shots and uh, three goals and twenty four, they give the man of the match to Jackson Whistle. Before people come on, by the way, and start saying, "Oh, you're just so bitter." Yeah, absolutely. I am. You know, I've got, I've got, 
absolutely no problem. I'm probably more bitter right. about probably more bitter about um, Ryan Martinelli than I am about Jackson Whistle. But I've got no problem admitting that I'm bitter with regards to what went down there. And uh, every goal that goes past Jackson Whistle, I'm probably going to celebrate. Um, but to give him man of the match, Joel, based on that, especially considering they lost the game, is odd. Yeah, I mean, I think the the thing is the Steelers are all in on this. You know, they've made such a big thing of it. And, and it was really the story of the offseason, the fact that they dipped into the Giants squad from last year and that they've invested so much in, in Jackson Common and, and brought his brother over and whatever else. Um, it, it's it's a cynical standpoint uh, to, to say that they're papering over the cracks with that. But you put a lot on the line. And, you know, credit where it's due, I tip the hat for filling a building with 9,000 hockey fans on any night with any team. The, the <laughs> photos were gen- genuinely impressive. It, it looked really good. Um, obviously it didn't go the way they wanted and if you consider the MK Lightning in the offseason, the issues they've had uh, around their their head coach's visa and him coming in very late that's an embarrassing defeat on the first night there's no two ways about that so um, you know, uh, you you could take the cynical view and say that it was papering over the cracks by giving man of the match to to whistle after shipping three uh, against arguably on paper in the offseason one of the weakest teams in the league Um, that is a cynical he don't have a coach or, or he's just arrived. That yeah. is the cynical view, but it's the one I'm taking tonight. So stuff you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know one man. I know one man who doesn't. It doesn't care about being better. How are you doing, Davey? All right, man. How's it going? Yeah, um, <laughs> just pure pure belligerence from from Sheffield to give him all the match. You know, I've watched the game and he wasn't all the match. Um, you know, hard to argue. Could he have could he have done better on the three goals? Perhaps not because he's all he's all blocker side, two of them going, you know, east to west, asking them to move across, move those hips quickly. And uh, at the end of the day, he's, he's, he's let three goals in and, and they've lost in front of 9,000. Uh, 9, I would say 9,000, that's a lot of people going home disappointed, but it is hey, a lot whatever. It is a lot. You know, and I'm, 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 I'm not as bitter towards Ryan Marley. I'm, I'm more bitter towards Marty because I wanted him a team more. I'm more bitter, bitter towards um, Mr. Whistle because of what he said. Yeah. A fair point. A fair point. Uh, any comments, says, or move it on? Move on. All right. <laughs> Two wins. Can I have? Can I have the campaign of hate clip one more time, please? Yeah, absolutely. It's one of my favorites, <laughs> straight from the Stephen Nolan show. The Sheffield Steelers campaign of hate. Yeah, that's what I, I don't think I've Straight out of the Jim Allister textbook. There, there's, 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 <laughs> you're going to have to do another one if Davy's going to lie. He's going to have to bring Shakira into it at some point. <laughs> there, there's another one here from the Nolan show. Well, just compensate our supporters then. So that's what this is about. This is about money. Money, money, money. A lot of mileage in those. I, I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm just adding them in one by one. Uh, two wins for the Nottingham Panthers over the Manchester Storm, both home and away. A bit of a bit of an illness. A bit, sorry, a bit of an ill rivalry there as well. There's a lot of a lot of fighting going on. The Manchester Storm themselves were pretty depleted by injuries, so much so they brought in Dylan Anderson, the former Edinburgh Capital, into the side just tonight. This being Monday night, um, and elsewhere we've got the uh, the new team. The, the Glasgow clan. Where's the Kai? They have. Um, <laughs> they took two losses, uh, which I think. Well, it, it puts it up. They're up against the Joel regards to the uh, the Challenge Cup. Yeah, we talked about this uh, in one of our off-season shows, uh, and, and I think me and Says discussed it on on the on the Giants TV preseason show that they were a bit of a dark horse and a bit of an unknown heading into the new season. You know, the 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 vibe was very very good coming out of. Uh, 
26 miles north of Glasgow. Um, you know, the brand new coach in Pete Russell, uh, who's done uh, work miracles with the GB setup. They've recruited well. The fans were coming back into the building again, rebrand, everything. Um, that is a very, very flat start. Uh, and, and they will definitely be, I guess, early on hitting the panic button a little bit. The fans certainly will anyway. As you know, hockey fans are very rational and always wait a long time to form their opinions. Um, you know, it's, I, it remains to be seen over the next weekend. It's very hard to, to make any sort of firm judgments, but um, it's probably not a good feeling on the on the ice uh, in practice this week over there. It says, you know, that's your mate, Pete Russell, going in there, changing up the side. Uh, we've already spoke, probably unfortunate not to actually take the win against Fife, but the game in Dundee not going their way. No, um, I actually watched that game. The, the, we couldn't get on the chance one, so I was just watching and they deserve the game. Uh, they deserve the win, sorry. And um, you know, I didn't see really see anything from from uh, from Glasgow that make me think that they're going to contend this year. It's yes, it's the first weekend of the season for them, and you know, two losses and their first two Challenge Cup games isn't ideal. And I know Pete will be absolutely ripping over that, but um, you know, they're goaltending, and you know, they they certainly need to get better goaltender and. and He's set the world on fire in the last couple of days, but um, again, they can still qualify. You know, they've they've got a couple more games coming up, but I I, I think they've got a long road trip um, from memory as well. I don't think they play their first home game until October, so you know they've they've got four weeks on the road, and um, it's never easy. We we know all about that, but uh, you know the first two games that they've played this weekend, two. Uh, Two games, two losses. Too bad. Bit of bad luck. <laughs> and they roll into the SSE this weekend. They do. We'll come to that in a second. One more thing to bring up. And I know Davey's chomping at the bit to be talking oh. about this. Um, Cardiff Devils, 5-2 uh, loss to Salzburg in the Champions Hockey League, followed by a 3-2 loss to Bern, followed by a 4-2 loss to Salzburg again, and then another 3-2 loss away to burn it sort of has ended their champions hockey league adventure but um a couple of good fights in there Demi. Uh, i've never seen so much as a puck hit mate um but but ladbrokes did did pay out well <laughs> <laughs> well played well played that's that's what i'm talking about it seems that the cardiff devils fans had a good time anyway and we await our own european adventure coming up in november um Time to move on. And one thing we'll do, actually, this is a game week for the free sports coverage of the Elite League. So in order to preview that, well, there's only one man we need to speak to. Well, hockey fans, Darcy Murphy had a hat trick last weekend for the boys in Teal. And of course, Stephen Murphy is a Giants legend. I'm Aaron Murphy, and no on-ice announcement or goals from me, but how about a television reminder? This Sunday, September 16th, we have our first free sports EIHL TV broadcast of the new season. The Elite League is back where it belongs on the box, and this year it's free to air with 17 live games. Our coverage starts in Cardiff as the Devils host the Milton Keynes Lightning. We go live Sunday, 5.30 p.m. with the pregame and, of course, the Devils' 2018 championship banner-raising ceremony. Then on to the puck drop, 6 p.m. 
I'll be joined by former Giants league-winning coach Paul Aidey, and Chris Ellis is ringside with all the breaking news. The Devils great at home, of course, and the Lightning had a big road win last week. Don't miss it. Free ice hockey on, free sports all season long. Check EliteLeague.co.uk and FreeSports.tv for all the info. Pitter-patter, let's get at it. Thanks to Murph. Okay, the Belfast Giants have their own games this weekend, Friday night and Saturday night. First up, the Dundee Stars. Bit of a there's a bit of a run of Dundee Stars. I think we have them three weekends in a row. But uh, the Dundee Stars at home on Friday night seven, and then the the brand new team in the league. Welcome to the Glasgow Clan who visit on Saturday at seven. Um, still a Challenge Cup competition. I don't think we take on league competition until we face. Is it until we face the Panthers or maybe it's the Stars next week? Anyway, both games are in the Challenge Cup. The Giants looking, says, to keep that run going. Yeah, um, you know, first time back at the arena um, in competitive fixture this year. And, uh, you know, two, again, two wins on the road. They settle things down and, and then coming back into Belfast this weekend. Dundee again, they'll be looking to extract revenge and, and the boys will be well rested. Obviously, Dundee have got a hopefully it's a, you know Gale Force wins and everybody's uh, coming over being sick in the boat. Love it, um, <laughs> but uh, you know get them in this weekend and then we'll get our first chance to see uh, Glasgow on Saturday. Night. So two games and two nights. You know if we can pick up another four points this weekend, it makes things an awful lot. Uh, you know everybody loves a four point weekend. Joe. <laughs> Yeah, uh, great to see another Stars game just so soon after. Um, I think the Giants will want to be more complete about the performance. You know, they, they had that second period dip, and this time around it's it's the turn of Dundee to kind of try and fight off the, the bus legs. And it's not an easy trip. You know, you, you got to drive to the port before you get the, the boat over. It's, it's a fair enough haul going from west to east and, and sorry, yeah. East to West, East to West, and in Scotland. So, um, look, we're back and we're playing competitive hockey. The real stuff starts this weekend. You know, the Manitoba Bison's exhibitions were great in terms of getting back into the swing of things, but this weekend we go for real. I want to see a dominant weekend uh, over Dundee and definitely over the Glasgow Clan. David, these Challenge Cup games, you know, it's we heard from Steve Thornton a, a couple of weeks ago about them being not warm up games, but it's good to have them at the Challenge Cup and they don't affect the league run. Oh no, it's it, it's perfect to let you get in. Maybe you know get the bish in and uh, and let him have a bash. And yes, he's and arriving sort of Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday morning, yep. So you know we did exactly the same last season. We went to Dundee. We, we opened the season there. We came. We 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 had Dundee at home again the following week. So seven four home win. Uh, why is everybody laughing? <laughs> the bishop. <laughs> carry on, carry on. <laughs> Okay, three. <laughs> Go on, David. So, you know, last season we had exactly the same. We uh, we had Dundee home and home two, two weekends in a row, and, and this season's no different. So hopefully the same kind of result. You know, good 7-4 home win. The... <laughs> the games are, on, as I say, on Friday and Saturday on uh, at 7pm. If you can't get down to the SSE Arena... Mr. Simon Kitchen is back behind the mic and uh, joined by Mr. Mason this weekend. No, nope, Mason's is busy this weekend. Oh. Um, he's a wedding to go to uh, something else. So he's busy this weekend. So I've got, uh, I have to wait to see um, if there's any injuries or 
um, see who's scratched. So with the full squad in this week, uh, as you say, uh, Mr. Bishop arrives on Wednesday morning. Um, hopefully uh, Blair Riley will be ready to go this weekend. I know he's had a bit of a niggle. Um, so hopefully full full team to pick from this weekend. Definitely decisions. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's a very, but it's a great decision. You know, Adam, you know, if somebody's feeling a bit of a niggle, they can be left out and, and it just gives them a bit of time to get ready for the next one. So, uh, I mean, last season, don't forget, we came into, you know, the second weekend and I think we were down two imports, one with suspension. So, um, it's uh, it's great to, to be in that position. Who do you leave out? I have absolutely no idea. None. Um, I, I mean, after the first weekend, you know, again, there's, there's guys that really stood out for me in those two games. Well, one game and then obviously the, the, the highlights of the other one I'm going to watch. I know Davey watched it today. I'm going to watch it tonight um, and uh, and see who's who's uh, maybe if they are carrying injury or, or whatever it may be. So really looking forward to it, getting behind the mic again on the on the podcast, or sorry, the webcast. I know the guys are, are all up for it and a couple of new gadgets to, to add to the uh, the show for the year. Which uh, Jumping on the new gadget bandwagon, are they? <laughs> you know what? They'll just take your lead, mate. That's what it is. I tell you, tell you what, guys. I know, Paddy. You know, I hate this part of the show, but like, I am really excited. You think some of the players that we've had and we've seen how well they've done in preseason and across the weekend. There, I'm really excited to see what Hunter Bishop's going to do in a Belfast Giants jersey. I think he's going to stand out in this team. Just doing doing that real in depth sort of bio on him before he came. You know, I feel. Like I've I've followed a bit of his career. He is gonna be sensational in this league, mark my words. Well, hopefully we'll see if he gets the call up on Friday or Saturday, seven PM the Dundee Stars and the Brayhead. Oh no, not the Brayhead clan, the new team, the Glasgow <laughs> clan. Oh dear. Where's the Kai? The <laughs> um uh, usually, as you know, we normally have uh, interviews, or we tend to normally have interviews from training. Not this week, we're recording really early. Mr. Kitchen, I believe, will be heading down to training tomorrow. Don't tell my boss, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Simon Kitchen, in his spare time, will be hopefully picking up some uh, some interviews at training and we'll bring them to you on kingdomofthegiants.com also on the website we've had some fabulous uh, game reports and a great article today from Rand Donaldson with regards to his thoughts on the opening weekend that he attended over in Scotland kingdomofthegiants.com forward for, not forward slash anything forward slash podcast for us but kingdomofthegiants.com for, uh, for all of those articles and soundcloud.com forward slash avftb for all the post game stuff that uh, like so Joe was doing over the weekend. Any other business, boys? I just got the one. Um, regarding Jan's TV, we've obviously with the YouTube channel uh, and obviously all that in the need uh, today, and we want to try and push people to uh, register with, um, or sorry, subscribe, not register, subscribe or with the Belfast Jan's YouTube channel because when the highlights are going to be going out, they're going to try and get them uh, regimented this year. Eight o'clock the very next day uh, after the game. So I mean, I know they'll try and get them together that night, and uh, and sometimes the you know they're there at two, three in the morning um, to uh, get the highlights and all put together, and then they put them out straight away. So eight o'clock after every the night after, sorry, the day after every game, the highlights will be going live. But if you're on, if you subscribe to the channel, then you'll get an email letting you know that it's definitely there, and you can get on and uh, and watch it every game. 
I know that uh, formerly of this parish, Neil the Coach Russell used to wax lyrical ding about um, the work that was done behind the scenes with the likes of, you know, like I said, David, Neil, Johnny, and the crew about you know getting those staying up late, getting those uh, those highlights out, and and um, the fact that they've been doing a great job for for years now. So yeah, well worth giving them your support. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, and uh, eight AM says that's a that's a that's a big shout for every game. Here I am, but again, it's, it's not going to make an an either. The uh, you know, when the work that goes behind the scenes, as I've already said, is it's, it, 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 Joel come up and did the the Facebook show. Um, we did Facebook live there for the uh, Manitoba game, and I don't think he realised the you know the work that goes into it. It's it's not just the work; it's the time. You know, Neil. I know Neil's there tomorrow morning um, at the arena. I know he was there today. They were doing pre. Um, shots for for different things today for the the entrance video, which he will not show anybody until it's done, which is really pain in the ass sometimes. <laughs> Just like trying to get a wee sneak uh, of the videos because the ones he puts together for the for the uh, the start of every game or and every season that he's done are the, the kid's just a genius. Um, and uh, you know the work that goes behind the scenes. It's not just you know. Uh, Dave and Neil, Johnny, obviously the the uh, the art cameraman. Then there's another two uh, guys who are doing camera. But it's Jacqueline, which is Johnny's wife, comes along and does bits and pieces. Uh, Celine, uh, she's basically editing as the things are going along, so we can get the you know the the highlights of of the for the end of the periods. She's taking notes and making the timings and getting all that done as well. So it's it's fantastic to be involved in, um, and uh, hopefully you know we can we can make a better product this year as well. Here, here. So yeah, YouTube channel Belfast Giants or Belfast Giants TV says. It's just Belfast Jansen. Subscribe Belfast Jansen. I'm sure on black. Okay, Belfast Jansen on YouTube. Get subscribing. Anything else, boys? Or unless I've got one. No, nope. no, I'm all good. Davey? Nah, none for me. Man. Okay, just one question. I'm going around. So, Davey, folder or scruncher? <laughs> folder. Folder. Joe? Psychopath. You're a psychopath. I, I don't trust folders, mate. Scrunching all the way. I'm sorry. Simon Kitchen. I'm definitely a folder. <laughs> now we're now we're under the real issues. They're they're under the hard stuff. I'm Let's like, I'm like do you like I'm an origami expert. Like I can I can make, make, make one slice go a long long way. <laughs> there's, there's, there's folder. <laughs> there are folders and scrunchers, and Davy's a swan. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm certainly a folder myself, and uh, there you go. Tune in, tune in next week when the question will be: stand up or sit down. The <laughs> <laughs> thanks, right? Thanks to Darcy Murphy for coming on board and answering a few questions. Thanks to everybody sending through your questions on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, you can say you can get us kingdomofthegiants.com at avftb on Twitter. We got the Facebook page. We've got the SoundCloud page. We got all that stuff coming through the week. Uh, uh, boys, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Paddy. Cheers, boys. All the best, lads. Cheers, cheers. I'm sure. I'm assuming that uh, Folder or Scruncher is the podcast title this week. <laughs> Please no. Please no. We're better than that. We're not much. We we're not much not. better than that. We we're not, not much better, better but, but we're better. One hundred percent the title. Uh, as I said, the games. This, the games this weekend, Friday versus Dundee at the SSE Arena. Saturday versus the. Glasgow clan and you can get there if you're not down at the game tune in to Belfast Giants TV and wherever you are this weekend we hope you enjoy your hockey and we'll catch you here next time on a view from the bridge Giants, 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 Giants.
Social Podcast Network.